Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. In terms of domestic violent extremism, domestic terrorism, uh, that number is now, has grown steadily uh, on my watch. So I've, we've increased the number of domestic terrorism investigations from around 1,000 or so when I got here to up to about 1,400 at the end of last year to about 2,000 now. That's domestic terrorism overall. When it comes to racially motivated violent extremism, that number, again, number of investigations and number of arrests has grown significantly on my watch. Uh, and the number of arrests, for example, of racially motivated violent extremists who are what you would categorize as white supremacists last year was almost triple the number it was in my first year as director. Wow, let me, right there, let me, let me tell you something. This is why Urban View, <clears throat> this, is, <clears throat> this was the FBI director, am I right? Yes, Christopher Ray. Christopher Ray. So racial threats with these, oh, I mean, as, you know, I haven't put a dollar in the swear jar in, in a while, but I got to tell you, you know, I, I have tripled have tripled, have tripled. And, and then, of course, what happens for every action, there is an opposite and equal reaction. And I don't blame people who say, look, I'm not going to sit back and wait for somebody to, uh, to uh, uh, do something to protect my... my family, my person, and threats are triple. <laughs> and, 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 oh, triple. one 801 You gather these, you, you, look, I don't care if you arrest their asses for jaywalking. I'm serious, and I'm not being an extremist. I'm not being an extremist. Then this is nothing but modern-day KKK. This is this is this is this is what happened in the late eight after the Civil War. That's how these organ and, and these organizations were created. And that's what they did. They intimidated people. That was their whole purpose, to keep them from what? Voting. To keep them from having political power. That's what it was about. That's what it was about. And that's what's going on today. And some of these people have become freaking celebrities. And where do they get their money from? Who, who has the money? Who, where's the cash coming from to keep them alive? Where's the cash coming from? One eight six six eight zero one eight two five five.
Let's go. one 8255 My lines are open. Now, I got to tell you, this show is about radio activism. After it's all said and done, what are you going to do? And sometimes it just requires the minimum. And then there are times when, yes, every move, the difference between a moment and a movement is sacrifice. You know, my, the late, great Dr. Ronald Walters uh, was lecturing at Fisk University. And a student in one of the lectures, he's, and he was saying, we have to build a movement. That's what I was telling Sarah. That's what I was trying to say to Sarah. Everything she said, she, she was right on target about working, livable income, self-worth. I mean, this is what pisses me off about McConnell's uh, comment on Fox. I mean, just torn to the self-worth of people. You know, I, I, I've been there. I've been there. And, 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 and then like one caller said, God, I'm going to remember that God bless him. Since McConnell doesn't, since McConnell says that folks are, are, you know, won't go to work because of a $1,400 one-time stimulus check to help them get beyond you know get out of this crisis we're in then imagine if you increase minimum wage that would be an incentive and ju- you want like you talk about drop the mic moment that see that was a major debate point well then uh, McConnell it, it, then you should be in favor of increasing minimum wage to $15 an hour <laughs> Absolutely right. And another caller earlier was saying, oh, well, you you, you best to uh, keep Rand Paul and Mitch McConnell in Kentucky. Kentucky. Right? Yeah. But the difference is what? McConnell is a leadership yeah. that affects everybody. Well, he kept that $15 an hour from even being voted on. That's the difference between the two. Yeah. And at, same t- and at the same time, he's keeping... Here we are. Now listen to this. Here, let me let me connect the dots. We we just start this out with the FBI FBI director saying, the head of the FBI saying, since I've been in, head of the FBI, threats among black threats against black folk and Hispanic people have tripled. Threats. We're talking about death threats have tripled. And yet the United States Senate, Mitch McConnell, won't allow a vote on an anti-lynching bill. one 801 Let me hasten to add, I agree with the caller that both of them need to stay home, go someplace. But Mitch McConnell is more influential well, that's right. than Rand Paul. He's, the minority, you know, he's the minority yes. leader. There's a snake and there's a head. He's a minority. All Mitch yeah. McConnell has to do is say, uh, just say to the his caucus, let's get this, let's get this uh, anti-lynching bill passed. Let's make history. 
but he's not going to do it. And the reason he's not going to do it because nobody's making him do it. What do you mean nobody? We. We're not making him do it. one 801 right, let me get to the phones. Let's take uh, Greg from uh, Georgia. Uh, thank you for holding, Greg. Yes, it's uh, 14 after the hour. Hi. Hello. Hello, Greg. Oh, how are you, Mr. Madison? And I'm okay. I was calling about the $1,400. Now, who do we know going home and live off less than $125 a month? Nobody. So I think that is he he has to be talking to his own constituents because everybody else have more sense than that, man. You, you, he has to be talking to somebody that's absolutely illiterate. No, they're not illiterate. They, kind of this this look. They who are they talking to? They're talking to the people who are contributing to their campaign. That's who they're, they're, they are. Um, that's who they're talking to. That's who they're talking one more to. Thing, Joe. I would like to yes. say one other thing. I was in Mississippi yesterday. Yeah. Everybody I seen, everywhere I went, basically everybody still had on a mask, except for a few of the other races. But I'd asked a few guys uh, when I was picking up yesterday. I said, man, I thought the, the mandate for y'all to take the mask off. Because I can't tell you what they said because me and you both would be broke. <laughs> you you I have hear to fill you. up the swear jar. I hear you. <laughs> People aren't crazy. They want to live. Annette from Michigan, first-time caller. Annette from Michigan, first-time caller here to Madison on Sirius XM Urban View. Go ahead, Annette. Yeah, I was just wondering, this the $1,400 check that people are supposed to get. Will they, that check go to the mob that stormed the Capitol? I would imagine some of them probably would be eligible. I would imagine. You know, it, it, it's I mean, hard for me to, it's hard for me to, to, uh, uh, to, to say, but wouldn't it, isn't that ironic? Wouldn't that be ironic? If 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 they <laughs> if they ended up getting that check and how many of them and how many of you how many would return it and say well I don't need it hello or or maybe yeah. by the way how many of them would use it uh, to return to right. and continue yeah. this uh, this acts these acts of insurrection maybe you know what it, it, you know what see I know where Annette's going with this maybe they'll they'll end up using it to buy more ammunition. Right, and so, and who's financing those um, murderers? Yeah, thank you, because that's what they are—murderers. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely murderers. right. And th- one- that Holly and uh, that other a uh, guy, um, Cruz. Cruz, yeah. Um, and why? Why are they still in office? Because I mean, be, because the because the 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 Senate. Let's let's put this: the Senate won't take a vote. To expel them, that's what I—I—that's I, I, the honest, I, you know, goodness, I truth. I just say this, but 
the Republican Party reminds me of the Ku Klux Klan. They, they, <laughs> the, the Republican Party, it, it, the Klan, today they don't, you know, it's not just the Klan. They, they've got different names, uh, and we don't have to go yeah. through all their names. And the reality, it, yeah, but yeah, exactly. The reality is it's part of their base. It, it is their base. And what has happened is that the Republicans, like in the state where you live and I lived for years, you had the William Millikens. They would never have anything to do with the, uh, what do they call them, the QAnon, the promise keepers. Mm-hmm. The three percenters. The three, uh, the three percenters. They wouldn't stand a chance to have influence in the party. But these groups have run these folks out, and I don't know where they're gone. I don't where they've gone to. I don't know what they what their plans are to take back their party. I really don't. But well, they better I come. They better come up with one. I just feel that the Democrats, man, they've got to get strong. Oh, yeah. I mean, I hope, I hope that they're not going to weaken, you know, because, oh, my gosh, this is Damn. crazy. Let me tell you, and, I, and, I, and, and, and I'm not speaking for you, but I say this. I'm only willing to go so far for bipartisanship. No but, as, but as a... A, as a, a person of a work a working class family, um, I'm not going to sit back and wait for the Republicans to get their act together. As somebody who has pushed and lobbied and used my platform to to make lynching a federal crime, I'm not going to sit here and wait for bipartisanship. And when it comes to getting a measly fourteen hundred dollars a, a relief bill, and yeah. you and and you owe two maybe three times that to creditors, and there's no food in the house, and if there's no food in the house, there may not be gas in the car, gasoline in the car. You you've got utility payments. I'm not going to sit mm-hmm. back here, and this is what I think, and that is saying, bipartisanship. It's only going it, look. I'm not waiting for the uh, two years for that to develop. You, hey, hey, do not wait. This is you. You won the White House. You control the Senate. You control the House of Representatives. You got there because working class people put you there. Then use that. Use that. Use that power. All the young people, progressives. And the, the black people and the brown people voted you in. Now do your job. Thank you, Annette. Or, we, or you're going to lose in 22. You will. Joe, one of the women you were talking about with some of those people who stormed the Capitol. Yes. Like it. One of the women they profiled. She had been in bankruptcy just a couple of years ago. Just that she had to declare bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. You think she's going to return that fourteen hundred dollar check? She no. probably she may very well still qualify for it. One eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. We'll continue here on Sirius XM Urban View. Uh, let's take the phones. Man, are jumping, and I always appreciate that. So let's go. Uh, James has been very patient over there in Nevada. 
uh, about the insurrection. Go ahead, James. Hey, We're yo, ready um, for you. Hi. Good morning. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, I just want to be real brief. I'm always trying to be brief about it because it's simplified is the best way to go so people understand it quicker. Um, if you really look at what the insurrections did and how Black Lives Matter was treated, at the end of the day, what Hillary said about black people back in the 90s, how black people are you know, basically super predators, now we have super predators. And no one wants to say things like that. No one wants to say right. what these people are. They're like a gang. Right. right. You know, they're a violent gang. They really yeah. are super predators. Yeah. Okay. That, no, that, no offense, but it's about it. They, they, I mean, they're domestic terrorists. They're, they're right up there with, you know, the, the international terrorists. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to say. I don't even want to say domestic terrorists. Because, honestly, Joe, I consider the Bloods and the Crips domestic terrorists, too. That's even more domestic terrorists because that's right next to us. You know, I say that all the time. A lot of people challenge me on it, but I win those arguments. I don't consider them even Americans because everything they say, everything they do, the Confederate flag, they're not Americans. On paper, if you saw them, they're not Americans. They're they're completely against everything that's American. So I just want to say you are super predators, also known as terrorists. 100% 100% yeah. just terrorists. Look, that's, you, that's when you shut down, when you, what, what, what is a terrorist? They, they create terror. And, and that's, what, that's what a terrorist does. They create terror. So now the, the House of Representatives, now come on, let's be, I'm, I'm just following your lead here, James. Yeah. The House of Representatives have been, they have been so terrorized that today they shut down. Because yep. they are literally afraid that these folks might follow through with their threat. I got one more, if I don't, if you don't mind, Joe. Go There's ahead. One more to put it, 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 it jumps on what we just said. Imagine if Al Qaeda achieved that's right what they did successfully yep. and got the protection. And the defense by Fox News, your Sean Hannity's, your Megyn Kelly's, you know, yep. um, the whole crew, you know, all of the whole got, crew. Say, imagine if they had that Al Qaeda. Yeah, yep. that will be. I think we'll be bombing people. I'm pretty sure. Let, let, you know, you got it. You, I mean, you're right. You're right on target. Right on target. And I go back to none of this could exist without financing. I, and and you say, well, what are you talking? I'm, look, I'm not saying somebody is sending Proud Boy a check. I don't know how they raise funds. I, they do raise money, and they do it online. But I'm going to tell you, uh, the, the, who owns Fox? Rup, Rupert Murdoch's, and Rupert Murdoch's pays the salaries of the people you just talked about. And and wait a minute. I mean, pays them big time salary to do what? What they're doing? My God, man! This is this is absolutely absurd. This is that they are financing. I'm going to be straight up with you. Rupert Murdoch's is financing insurrection. You can say terrorist organization, Joe. 
Let me take uh, let me take let me keep going, guys. John from Virginia, uh, 1332 after the hour. Let me get these calls because next hour we we've got a special broadcast. Uh, go ahead. Uh, John from morning, Virginia. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Mr. Madison. Uh, the good morning. previous caller say what I need to say. I, as a, I, I, as a Muslim, uh, after 9-11, we've been harassed by, because of our names, you might be sympathizer by Al-Qaeda. Today, what makes me angry, Mr. Madison, just like the caller before said, I am sick and tired about the senators Normally, there is a, some senators are sympathizers for this terrorist, and yep. they're not calling for it. They're calling them my colleague. This is not a colleague. And another thing, Mr. Madison, I want to say something is, I'm very upset when these people, they take them to court. Why are they bringing because they were an ex-military, and they want to give them a break? If, yep. I don't care if you are ex-military or general. What you did is the crime, and you need to pay for it. That's it. We try to give them credit about they serve the country, and they seen all these lawmakers give them directions. I mean, it's, 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 I'm, I live in Virginia, and I'm watching TV, Mr. Madison, and I see what's going on, Capitol, and I'm crying inside. This, I mean, remember, Mr. Madison, when, when Bill Laden used to call uh, us, he's going to attack something. We used to put clean uh, the, the, the the homeland security. They used to say that the, it, it will be very uh, high today. We need to protect our country. Where are we living? This, this yeah. ignorant uh, people uh, need one, to deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. You got it. No, you know, don't get. You got it. I'm moving along, right along. Keep talking. Uh, Helen from Georgia, first time caller. Helen from Georgia, first time caller. <laughs> Can you hear me, Gal? Yes, we can. Okay, and Carrie, I'm just listening to you this morning, and you were talking about the FBI director talking about the increase in white supremacy threat. And when I look at Congress, the Senate, and all that today, Joe, I just imagine that that's the same way, and they have the same ideology and everything that the Senate and Congress had after uh, the Civil War, they believe the big lie, and that's why the oppression and uh, no yeah. ways to get anti-lynching bills. Well, yeah, it was that- it was the big lie in those in in that century was started by a book called the Lost Cause. Mm-hmm. The Lost the Lost Cause, and it was it was a book that in essence glorified the confederacy and the confederate soldiers and the fact that oh we were uh, our 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 effort to, to destroy the country was honorable and and it's and it was called the lost cause and it it didn't just build it overnight it it kept building over and over and then states rights and then they changed the textbooks they created monuments most of these monuments in the in the confederacy i mean in the southern states just about every, i know practically every monument was erected based on the quote unquote lost cause mm-hmm. and this is this is this is nothing that's what i say this is nothing but modern-day Jim Crow. Instead of it being Jim Crow, they've, they've cleaned up. They've got a pinstripe suit on. They're James Crow Esquire. 
Here's what has happened. Here's what has happened. James Crow Esquire fed the beast, and the beast showed up on Capitol Hill January 6th. And they and the beast turned on. It's almost like the story of Frankenstein. It's almost like the story of Frankenstein, except Frankenstein was a pathetic person. Frankenstein was terrorized by the um, uh, by the villagers. These guys, these guys, these folk turned on their own government. Turned on it. Why? Why did they turn on their government? Because they fell for that lie that was that was perpetuated over and over again. And now they don't know. They can't control them because now they're damned. See, 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 um, Helen, I hate to do they they're damned if they do and damned if they don't. If they don't take this threat today seriously. Then if something happens, it'll be like January 6th all over again. You have to take it. It's like when somebody's uh, like a bomb threat. If somebody, if you're on an airplane and a bomb threat comes in, you have to, you have to take the people off the plane. You don't have a choice. And this is what, this is what that, that so in essence, They've got some degree of control. God. Thank God the military told Trump ahead of time, we will not follow well, any kind of direction of insurrection, or we could be looking like Miramar today with 38 citizens dead. Uh, uh, Perry from North Carolina. Go ahead, Perry. Hey, Mr. Madison. This morning. Okay. Good. Hey, uh, I love your topic this morning when you was talking about all the talk and no action. Um, that uh, what well, the generation we got today is not like uh, you guys back in the sixties. I was I was born in nineteen sixty five. You got a whole different breed of people now. And I don't. I just don't think people have the backbone to look out for their own best interest. And and that that statement when you made uh, where's the action. I, that really resonated with me. I, I, usually I just drive and listen, but I said, I, I got to call and let him know he's spot on with that statement. You, you know, and, and let me, uh, let me again, re- talk radio is theater of the mind. And so here's what I'm, in essence, visualizing. Um, here's what I know historic, was well, a historical fact. The head of the sleeping car porters, a. Philip Randolph. A. Philip Randolph knew that there was, for the lack of a better better term, there was competition. You had SCLC, Dr. King. You had SNCC, John Lewis. You had CORE. You had the Urban League. You had the UAW. Um, you, uh, listen, that's six organizations and groups right there. You had the NAACP. All of them had different strategies. Now they were all going in the same direction. They just had, and I use this analogy, they had, they were in different vehicles, but they were all going in the same direction. 
What right. A. Philip Randolph did was he brought all of them together and said, guys, we have got to form a coalition and we have got to create a movement that impacts Congress from the outside in. Now, let, let me let me give you an, a, a, another point. People like members of Congress certainly were opposed to it. There was opposition. Um, uh, Adam Clayton Powell did not believe in. <laughs> And that you know demonstration he was and, and and you know the what King was doing, what Fannie Lou Hamer was doing because he was part of the political establishment, but he was also moving in the same direction, but he was approaching it from inside a uh, 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 Congress, and sometimes that that contradicted the folk who are on the outside. Wow. What 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 I'm saying is, guys, progressives, liberals, whatever. I hear it. I I I'm a, I'm a, I hear it, and I, and I hear all the talk. God and you and the philosophy I agree with, the theories I agree with. But where is the organization? Where is the co- here's the word. The coordination. Well, There's so nobody. It, nobody's coordinating. And it's so like a, it, you know what it's like. Another analogy. It's like watching an NBA All Star game. Everybody's just jumping, drip, no defense, just drop, dribbling down the court and shoot, dribbling down the court and shoot, dribbling down the court and shoot. That's what that and and so that's all I'm saying. Uh, that's. I just don't. I just don't. I just don't see it. I, go ahead, Perry. If I can ask you a question, when and when you talk to these different leaders and you and you present this question to them, what do they say to you? They agree. <laughs> More talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, and nobody yeah. disagrees. Right. Question is. How do you get it done? How do you do it? Where's the A. Philip Randolph? Too many. Da- can I say this? I'll say it. I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it. Too many damn Indian chiefs. There, too many. Too many Indian chiefs. Uh, who was it? Um, a, uh, oh, it was um, Andy Young. The interview we did with Andy Young. Who uh, most people didn't know this. That you know, one of the biggest arguments and putting together the March on Washington in 1963 was the biggest argument was who was going to speak first, who was going to speak early, who that, and they're arguing that over that shit. They, I mean, and I can, oh, trust me, I've been part of that kind of, that debate. I've seen that movie. What, and, and what did he say? The reason was they thought by the time five o'clock rolled around, Nobody would be there because it was hot. People would be tired of hearing the speeches and they'd be speaking to an empty group. And then Andy Young said, Dr. King said, I don't care. Put me last. But what they and, and 
you know, it's the old biblical term. The last shall be first. (laughs) You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app. 